Berum is relationships. Berum is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? Uh, the room is different cookie cutter mm -hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to The Room Minute. The podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room. One minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, listeners. We're here to talk about Minute 87 of The Room in which Mark is a chicken and Claudette is a treasure. We begin with uh, the you know second fight between Mark and Johnny just kind of ended, sort of. And Johnny says, You betrayed me, you're, you're not, not good, good. You, you're just, you're just a chicken. chicken. Chip, 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 chip. Someone says, Cool it. Cool it. Johnny, I think, tells someone named Craig to shut up. Craig, shut up! Which is really confusing. Heckin' Craig. Yeah. Because he doesn't say Greg. Greg would have made sense, like he messed up and called Greg Sestero Greg. But he doesn't say Greg. And then Steven says, it's over. It's over. It's over. I forgot to say hi, Robert. Hmm? I forgot to say oh, hi. Oh, hi, Luke. Oh, hi, Robert. And then Johnny gets a great line. It's, it's not, not over. over. Everybody, Everybody betrayed, betrayed me. me. I, I fed, fed up, up with this world. world. And he heads for the stairs for the last time. Well, no, it's not for the last time because later he's going to go back downstairs to get the tape recorder, but we don't see him go to the stairs that time. And I've cut that in my version of the film because there is no tape recorder in my version because the tape recorder serves no purpose. Is there anyone credited in the room as playing Craig, by the way? There is no Craig. Because ah. that, that would... Cause like... Once you're a named character, even as an extra, there's a chance to get credit. I mean, maybe Random is named Craig. Mm. I started calling him that in my notes. The ran Random and Randummer. <laughs> uh, it's the the guy who said that Lisa looks hot tonight. Lisa looks hot tonight. He gets a line. He could have a name. Does he not get a credit then? Uh, he's listed as I think he's on IMDb as just like party guest or something like that. And I don't remember which one he is now. I was gonna say because. I feel once you've got a line, you kind of... I don't think you have to be credited, but it's considered right. Yeah, you got to get it some sort of name. But it doesn't have to be a name, just party guest. There is an extra here. I don't. I think it was last minute when they were fighting. There's a woman holding a champagne bottle in the background that was not in the party scene before. I have no idea who she is. It's like brand new extra for this part of the scene. Well, if she's holding a champagne bottle, then maybe she just turned up with a present. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Peter's still about to arrive, too. We just missed him. He's having his own, like, spin-off film. Yeah. Adventures of playing the psychiatrist with all his friends. Then we get an establishing shot of Union Square, which is where we saw Johnny walking earlier tonight when he was alive and naive. You know, better times and all that. And now he's not there, and it's very sad. And then that party scene ended with, you know, Lisa looking around. Party's gonna get cut off, you know. And we cut to the top of the stairs and Claudette coming up. So actually, I've got a question about the establishing shot. Yeah. I feel like I discussed something along the lines of this with Piant at one point, but I don't know if it was on recording of something or not. Would Tommy have had to have got the rights to show the Disney store? No. Nope. Because the outside of the Disney store is just outside. Uh. You can film outside. Technically, he'd need a permit to film in Union Square, but he didn't get one. I, I, I feel... Ah uh, no, I think what Piotr said is just it's just like if you want to be super careful, right? You could be nice about it, like hey, your things in our shot, is that okay? But Tommy didn't care. 
No one's going to really complain unless somehow the movie was making money off the fact it was in front of a Disney store. Or if it somehow made the Disney store look bad. Right. If they fought in the Disney store and they never had a permit to film there. That's a big deal. Yeah. But he just walked by and now doesn't walk by. Now we all know there's a Disney store at Union Square, Mm -hmm. which I believe is still there. So, yeah. It's an easy location to find. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's not that many Disney stores in England. There's a couple. I think I know of two. We have one here in Glendale. I think there's... The ones I know of is there's one in Shrewsbury, and I think there's one in Birmingham. In fact, I'm going to Shrewsbury tomorrow. I'll pop by the Disney store. And ask them if you can film outside, right? <laughs> <laughs> it won't mean anything whatsoever, but if I genuinely remember, I'm going to take a picture of the Disney store and just send it to you <laughs> with no context. In fact... Oh, no, the pocket group isn't open anymore. I was just going to say I'd just no. post it in there with no context. <laughs> I could post it in the Learning Drops studio tour with no context. That would be weird, but uh, maybe. I'd, be, I'd laugh. <laughs> and everyone would be even more confused. One of your episodes of The Room Minute. Yeah. You made a comment about the fact that you'd made a joke on Instagram that no one got. Yes. Could you explain that at all? No. Ah. I went back and I looked at it. It's one of the first things that ever posted on The Room Minute Instagram and no one ever got it. Yeah, I don't get it. And I refuse to explain it. You're just waiting for someone to get it. Uh-huh. Then will you explain it? Well, if someone gets it, it will have been explained. I, I was hoping someone would, you know, get it on the show sometime or mention it, but it never came up. No, I looked at it for a while, got very confused. <laughs> uh, Claudette says, I've I cleaned up, up the, the kitchen, kitchen sweetheart, sweetheart, so you don't, so you have, don't have, to have to worry about, about that. that. I put in my notes, there is no kitchen, so this is probably Claudette's secret code for I got your lover to go home. Mm. And I like it. Yeah, it works. Lisa says he, he still won't come out of the, out of the bathroom. bathroom. Claudette says, sweetheart, sweetheart he's, upset. he's upset. Now, well, John, John is a sensible, sensible man. man. He, he will, will come, come out. You will discuss this. this. Everything, Everything is going to be okay. okay. And Lisa says, I just, I just think, think I should be alone, alone with him right, him right now. now. Claudette says, I, I understand, sweetheart. I'm going to go home now. Bye-bye. She boops her on the nose one more time. Says, you call me if you need me. Claudette's the best. Yeah. I do love the boops. Yeah. Notes from Midnight Screening, so does the audience. Mm-hmm. Notes from Midnight Screening. When Johnny says, cheap, 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 the audience, of course, does that with. And everyone says, I fed up with this world, along with Johnny. This one I had completely forgot about until I was, I, I guess it doesn't matter, listening to my recording of the Midnight Screening. When Claudette is walking up the stairs, everyone started humming the Imperial March from Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, why is why is there an issue with you saying listening to your recordings from the screening? Well, technically, recording it was illegal, but I'm not doing anything with it. It was just easier than trying to write down everything that happened. There's the guy who's got like four of them up on YouTube. Eh. I think I've watched all four of them. Wow. <laughs> See, I've just got to experience. Like, I I needed to taste of the experience whilst not being old enough to have the experience. Yeah, it makes sense. And then the last one for the, the or the last two two in a row when Claudette is leaving. She says, I'm going to go home now. Random people are like, you just got here, which isn't true this time, but it's a line that happens like every time Claudette leaves. Because <laughs> all her scenes are so short. Sorry, in just saying that comment, I suddenly thought that if I ever make a film where I need a scene where this guy's just seen as like a loner or really sad, he needs to be watching like the midnight screening video of the room and shouting stuff at his own TV. <laughs> he's watching an audience watch something. <laughs> yeah, like and he's shouting at his own TV and it's just <laughs> yeah, a bottle of wine in one hand, ice cream in the other. I mean, Tommy Wiseau would never give like permission for that, I'm sure. No, no. Not unless you paid him a lot of money. And probably not then. Since Claudette boops Lisa's nose one last time, we get... For some reason, someone screamed double cancer. I don't know why it was double. 
every time she touched her, they'd scream cancer. And then I don't know if it overlapped into this minute, but as Claudette leaves, they hum the Imperial March again. That's good. Uh, <laughs> it is Friday. It's Friday, Friday. I know it. It all sounds like some bad movie. I have not seen the bad movie of the week that Luke is going to talk about at all. <laughs> You're so lucky. I, yeah, I didn't have time to watch it, so tell the audience what it is. And Is it one that's actually worth watching? Um, I watched it all the way through, so I guess. <laughs> okay. Because I didn't watch it with the intention of... I knew it was going to be bad, but I didn't watch it with the intention of let's sit and watch a bad movie. Oh. Um, it's The film, by the way, is the 41-year-old virgin who knocked up Sarah Marshall and felt super bad about it. The title is funnier than any joke in the film. <laughs> All good jokes in the film are in the trailer. They're not particularly good jokes, but they play a lot better in the film. I think I may have laughed twice, which isn't terrible for a bad movie comedy, because I can sit and watch things straight-faced quite a lot. But whilst I often don't agree with a lot of the, the values and etc. in them, I'm, I tend to be a pretty big fan of Judd Apatow stuff. So I liked the idea of someone spoofing specifically the works of a specific director. We've talked about doing one on Richard Curtis at some point. Yeah. But I didn't rewatch the film for this, but I rewatched the trailer just before coming on. And I suddenly realized with the surrealist comedy I'm writing that if I'm up against this, then it's gold because the, the, it tries to spoof surrealist comedy that doesn't actually work at all. Mm. One actress who was in it really took me by surprise, which is Mersha Monroe. I'm a big fan of a lot of the stuff that she's in. And yeah. it was, she can really pull off playing the role of young Leslie Mann. <laughs> she's, she's like Leslie Mann's character in The 40 Year Old Virgin. And, it works and so some of the setups like that work really well and some of the stories surprisingly link quite well into each other but it felt a little like i can't think of what it was that was like this but it felt very much like they were going and then another thing happened and then another mm. thing like they didn't have any sort of story whatsoever it was like just when you think it's wrapping up it's like and then this happened and then this happened and you're wondering what on earth is the story you're supposed to be following um. it, it got very strange it's, I think it's worth a watch. It's, it's like a worse than Farrelly Brothers level of crass body fluids humour, which is never particularly great. But yeah, there's parts in it that are worth watching to, to, to see how not to make a spoof. There, there, there's only one spoof movie I can think of that I actually really liked, and that was Not Another Teen Movie, because a lot of them just don't work. Yeah. What do you think of Not Another Teen Movie, by the way? Not Another Teen Movie was entertaining. I think because it focused, unlike, um, was it last week we were talking about some of the scary movie franchise? Because the first one's pretty good, and then it's like they forgot what they were parodying, so they just parodied whatever was new. Yes. When they should be parodying horror films. I just uh, read on IMDb the crazy credits listing for the f whatever the movie is you're talking about. <laughs> Your old virgin who knocked up Sarah Marshall yes. and felt super bad about it. That apparently the credits said, like, written by one white guy and one black guy, produced by a cheap bastard. Edited by a nappy-haired crackhead. I yes, I, I forgot about this. That, that, that was a decent gag. I think it's starring the people that look like the other people who aren't Jewish. Directed by Brett Ratnerwitz. It's um the actors they get to play some of the roles are really good. The guy they got playing Seth Rogen is a really convincing Seth Rogen, and a few of the performances are pretty great. Judd Apatow, could, you could make a very loose link to the room with in the Disaster Artist. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, how? <laughs> I remember what the first point where I... Because I saw The Disaster Artist, I think, just before I 
went in, got in, they got a fan of Judd Apatow's stuff, or at least before I knew what he looked like, that it was kind of weird in The Disaster Artist that Judd Apatow, because he's, is he credited as playing himself? Probably, yeah. Because I feel like I heard that he didn't know he was going to be playing himself. He was just told he was playing horrible producer. Oh, interesting. I don't, once again, I don't know where this fact came from. I could be completely wrong, but, or just a little joke that he made, but I found that quite funny. Yeah, be, being a fan of the Judd Apatow movies as sort of a light, put that on in the background while doing this, that or the other, to sit and watch this, it just didn't work at all. But it made me realise that the, the concept of spoofing one director and the concept that you could probably make something good if you had the right people. And so that's why I want to spoof a Richard Curtis movie. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm the right people, but I'm saying I could get the right people. Well, and, and a, a spoof movie is good... Or um, not automatically, but a spoof movie is only good when it focuses on what it's spoofing. Mm. And that's why I don't like most spoof movies, because like, when they do like epic movie, it's like, that's two different epics are different from each other. You can't spoof that genre. It's too big. Yeah, epic movie does not work at all. But not other teen movie. Teen movies have a lot of similarities, so it's easier to spoof. And they had some pretty noticeable simple jokes with a not another teen movie that you're like, oh, that's funny. But then you rewatch it and find that the dining hall's called the Anthony Michael Hall. Nice. And things like that. And it's like, th- this is really clever. Yeah, that's they, good. They one. go to the John Hughes High School, which I think was a pretty known part of it. Not the team movie I really like. And they've got a pretty good musical number in there as well, in the middle of the film, I think. So I like that. I might just rewatch Not the team movie. <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of spoofs end up going, we'll spoof this, but we're also just going to be silly. Right. And being silly can be fine. But I do prefer it when it's taking the mick out of a specific film rather than just going ha did you get it it doesn't make sense well that's why one of the best ones ever is still airplane is because their entire plot was taken from a specific movie and so there's always a plot tying it all together yeah i feel like airplane and the naked gun and all of those sorts of films i forget that they're spoofs because they stand so well on their own yeah you have to have your own plot and you have to be spoofing a specific thing and then your tangents need to not drift too far away like when they do bullet time in, I think it's a scary movie too, because of the Matrix. That's silly. It has nothing to do with horror films. Yes, I hate when, so when spoof movies do that. They're just like, and hey, they spoof Titanic in there. It's like, no. And and the joke isn't how this is funny. The joke is, hey, do you understand this? Do you remember this? Right, exactly. It's like it's it's like the same issue I have with uh, with Big Bang Theory. I think I heard this pointed out by someone else, but it's a good point. Where it's like, hey, I've just finished watching Doctor Who. <laughs> I watched that! And that's the joke. And yeah. it's just... <laughs> it's like, oh, we did a nerdy thing. Yes, and? I need more info. And if you don't provide it, that's not good. Yeah, which is why Community stands better than Big Bang Theory. Yeah, they deal with that. Just watch the freaking My Dinner with Andre episode. Big Bang Theory goes, here's a mainstream thing that most people will watch or know about, but because they like it, they're nerds. Yeah. Whereas Community goes, here's a thing that a very small audience understand, mm-hmm. but that small audience appreciate it, and the audience who don't understand it get appreciation out of knowing that other people love it and appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, that's why, I don't know if it's one of my favorite episodes, but it's one of my favorite setups in the community is the My Dinner with Andre episode. Yeah, I've never seen My Dinner with Andre, but I, in watching right. it, I know that people who have seen it must love it. Right, and even if you don't, you still get the joke on the same level that Jeff gets it by the end. It's he where he realizes, it, right, he hasn't seen it, but he knows it exists, and he eventually realizes, wait, you're doing a thing right now. Yeah. And that's all that makes it funny, but if you've seen My Dinner with Andre, it's even funnier, because some of the conversation topics are the same as in that movie. It works on rewatch community as well, like, 
I feel like I actually discovered some elements of pop culture, like John Hughes movies, through Community. Huh. Like, I'm not certain, but I feel like a lot of the films I just heard referenced a few times on Community, so when I see them in a shop, it's like, oh, I've heard of that film, that's supposed to be good. And and then I'll re-watch Community and suddenly get the jokes this time round. Yeah. It's almost like knowing that you're never going to complete Community. You're never going to be able to get the full experience of getting every joke. And I like that. Yeah. Because the show doesn't treat its audience like idiots. And long tangent short, that's just where, where spoof movies tend to go wrong a lot of the time. Yes. You can go surreal. You can go silly. But mm-hmm. spoofs don't have to be silly. Right. I mean, Scream is a spoof. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Which is why I'm not so much of a fan of Scary Movie, because Scary Movie went, take that spoof, let's spoof it. Right. There's some decent jokes in Scary Movie, and actually I can't remember which way round I saw Scream and Scary Movie, so that might be an issue. Mm. But yeah, it's just not a fan of the format generally, but at some point I had a free trial for Amazon Prime, thought I'll check out the 41-year-old virgin who knocked up Sarah Marshall and felt super bad about it, and... I believe it's the... I only started my letterbox this year, but I think it's the lowest rated film I've had on my letterbox. Well, it's got a, what, a 2.6 on IMDb, so I guess that's fine. Uh, Luke, where can the listeners hear more from you? Uh, well, two minutes about time. Yeah. The podcast takes a look at the film about time, two minutes at a time. We both hosted that. So there's nothing wrong when people make fun of the project, in this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us! <laughs>